Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Eva serves hundreds of private label seven figure sellers. To get a 15 day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon sellers who want a profitable business that they can sell for seven figures in the future, uh, a subset of the amazing FBA podcast today with with a guest, Ritis Loris of Omni, Ritis is the co-founder and CEO of Omnisend and Omnisend is an omni-channel marketing automation platform tailored for e-commerce. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Good to see you. Yeah. Hello, Michael. Yeah, thanks for inviting. Pleasure to be here. Good to talk to you again. I know we had a rather alarming yet ultimately reassuring episode where we talked about iOS updates and the fact that open rates go into any Apple-based uh, mail. So uh, today we're going to talk about Amazon attribution, which is quite a new thing. I think it's new from what, late July, something like that. I don't know anything about this, but I've heard from you that it's exciting. So I'm looking forward to learning new. What What is Amazon attribution? Yeah, that's correct. So in, if in the previous episode, we were talking to you with some like more negative changes, let's say, or something's taking away from us, I mean, marketers. So in this case, there's something new what Amazon is bringing us for us marketers, uh, new, new, new capabilities, what we can do. So basically just in short, what Amazon attribution, so probably we all, all of us who are selling uh, on Amazon, we, we are familiar with uh, Amazon advertising as a like set of, of, of features and the tools which Amazon is providing for us. But up until today, basically what happened that Amazon, you could be using all the tools, all the tools to, to drive sales on Amazon, to drive traffic. So basically the tools which are based and brought to you by Amazon itself. So I think it's kind of like a shift, highly likely, or at least I would like to think that way of a fundamental shift in Amazon mindset, which is which is happening. And Amazon attribution is just the first step, but they kind of opening more their platform because Amazon is famous for being like super closed and not sharing anything, owning like email, let's say addresses of, of yours. So they're not opening up it yet, but it's a first step of, of becoming more open platform. So basically what do uh, with Amazon attribution, what do they allow you? Now they allow you to track the, the traffic, which is being driven by yourself, not by Amazon. So you can be running like your email campaigns, sending to your email list. You can be running uh, Facebook ads, Google ads campaigns, which lead to your Amazon store. And you are now by Amazon attribution as you are placing a tag, Amazon tag to the campaigns you're running uh, and you can track. So how much traffic did I brought to to, to my Amazon store, how how much how how good or bad did it convert it, how much revenue did it drove to me, etc. So it's a kind of a first thing basically, and afterwards we can elaborate a bit more how does that work with with Omnis. And in this case, as we uh, this Amazon attribution is still on beta, and it's just you know beta launch, and then there is Omnisend integration. So I will cover a bit more about how does how does that work. So yeah. now I just want to make mm-hmm. sure that I I understand so that yes. obviously that the listeners understand as well. I'm assuming that but many of the listeners are as confused as I am and some of them get it already and are slapping their heads at this point. But I just want to be clear 
exactly what this means. So you are able to send traffic from outside Amazon and Amazon will allow you to tag this traffic in some form. Is that right? That's the basics. Of That's it. correct. That's okay. Correct. Can you give us a concrete example just to make sure that we've grasped what this actually is first? Yeah. So two, two examples. First one, you have your mailing list, you send a campaign. And uh, so usually now, like those who do sell online, they, they barely send any, any, any traffic to Amazon. Usually if you do your email campaign, you send the traffic to your own store. Now you can send either to your own store or to your Amazon storefront and, uh, and or to mail Amazon account. And so what, this Amazon attributions allows you this automated tag to attribute. Okay, this traffic was brought by Michael to Michael's storefront. And Amazon will not be charging for that traffic. The first thing. The second thing, you will be able to see, okay, my campaigns, which I'm running, so I'm promoting my Amazon storefront on my email campaigns. And this is, I see the impact, what it makes. Another example, I can run pay that campaign, let's say on Facebook, and drive traffic to my Amazon storefront. And I can see what impact does that make for my business? Uh, what, what is, what is the, the, the conversion rate there? What, what, what products are we ordering and everything? So basically you can attribute to your outside the Amazon traffic to the sales you make on Amazon. So that's the main change. So this is huge, by the way, as you said, this is a kind of culture shift for Amazon in the sense that They've, they've been very, very controlled and they want everything now. I think what they're doing is maybe been listening to my podcast. No, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> but they, they've got the message that a lot of Amazon sellers are beginning to wake up to the idea of having their own email lists and their own Instagram following, Facebook ads, whatever. But until now, and lots of discussions amongst uh, Amazon sellers that I know that are more sophisticated people that are doing this stuff, that are sending traffic via maybe an interstitial page. So maybe, in other words, one on their website to, to make sure the conversion rate on Amazon stays high. But they're ultimately sending traffic onto Amazon. But of course, then the attribution of sales is extremely hard to do and, and mm -hmm. people know that the generally the numbers they want to see like the the sales go up when they do this so there's a correlation but there isn't really a, a, a precise data so this feels really really big to me so there is yeah starting on uh, at the end of july you can have this data already you have to have tax so and there are two things if you're running kind of like other campaigns so you have to take care of those tags manually in case there is an integration like in Amazon and Omniscient case, so you can just enable this, this integration. You connect your Amazon account to your Omniscient account. You can you can find in our knowledge base how to do that. And, and then it, we automatically add Amazon tag. So any campaign you are sending, the Amazon tag is there. So it's being automatically attributed. And to what we see from the e-commerce side from among our customer base as we are serving at and we're serving e-commerce stores only. So around 30% of, of, of our sellers, they do have both, let's say Shopify or BigCommerce or WooCommerce store, which is being owned by them fully, and they do sell uh, on Amazon. So one third of everyone who is selling online overlapping and using those two platforms. So it's kind of a significant amount and the impact of that for that one third could be significant. And then, um, and you know there are there is a little bit kind of worries, and uh, once we do talk to our customers, uh, they say, okay, so now we're gonna send. Uh, I I own my list. I earned this list on my 
online store. I don't want to share this list with Amazon, although I'm selling on Amazon. And this is legit argument. Yeah, that's that's uh, still you're going to pay commissions to to Amazon. But I will I will cover there's a second initiative coming from from Amazon, which is important for you. So, but uh, so my advice would be okay. So. Still, you have customers who are buying on your own own store, on your branded store, on Shopify, on BigCommerce. So, and that's great. So you can still you can segment and you can still drive that traffic to your own store. But there is there are other customers who are maybe not feeling like fully comfortable on buying from your store, or maybe you cannot you cannot you cannot guarantee like next day delivery, which Amazon can with your products sometimes guarantee yeah so and maybe they need a better experience in that case etc so you can just segment your your subscribers and um, some of the traffic you send to your online store some of the traffic you're sending to your uh, amazon storefront and that's how you benefit from both that makes sense and uh, i suppose what we're talking about here is segmentation of the list again and i guess we're using email lists because still seems to be the backbone of a lot of lists right i mean but sms marketing the same thing would apply i guess or you know even if you've got a bunch of instagram followers that you want to send messages to it's the same difference right so i suppose some people in other words are going to show by their behavior that they've been on your list for three years and they've never bought anything from your shopify or big commerce store they're probably never going to buy anything from that store but they're on your list maybe they like your brand they like your products but they haven't got their trust so that's a very good point that all things are not born equal that we have to segment lists is, is like the theme that's running through this and the last episode actually that's so important to segment by behavior i suppose Please. just for those who are selling solely on amazon so that's open that this amazon attribution basically opens you an opportunity to start owning your customers still amazon will not share their email addresses but what you can do you can you can run uh, sign up campaigns and collect and start collecting your own a list on your social media. You can build landing pages. You can run campaigns that even though you don't have your online store, you're just selling on Amazon, but you can run campaigns in order to collect those uh, mailing lists. And it could be a very great first step before you launch your storefront, your Shopify, your, your e-commerce store in, in the future. Because you still, you will need some traffic. You will need initial customer base. And before, because Amazon is not sharing uh, those contact details, but that's how you can start building while still not using, not not losing your, your business and sending currently those new subscribers to your Amazon account. Interesting. It's funny how when one door closes, another one opens, as my mum used to say. And I guess that, the door of iOS and knowing what the open rates are is closing. But on the other hand, the ability to collect emails and send them to Amazon and know exactly how effective those emails are being or those those people you're sending on those clicks, I guess. That's now suddenly opening. So this sounds very exciting. And my, my first question that comes up after all this, and it sounds so exciting, who is able to do this? Uh, you said it's still in beta launch. So who's it available for now? And what requirements are there to be able to access this system? Yeah, so more or less like everyone can access it. So it's 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 open. I mean it's open beta, not a not a private, not a closed beta. So it's it's open and, and anyone could access it. Yeah, just just you know, beta because it's still being developed and it's still being tested, tried out, what is the adoption, what is the, the real use case. So you, you can expect some glitches, some technical glitches and all that stuff. And Amazon is is building like ecosystem around that. And um, Omnisend is one of the first partners to have this integration. So we're really proud of that, like globally, one of the first partners there. But uh, yeah, so it's it's open. So you just can find them um, um, and it's all about under amazon advertising so you can just google and find how to enable it 
Okay, great. And just double check, do you need to be brand registered? Do you need to have a storefront? How, how does all yes, that work? You have you have to have a storefront on Amazon. Okay, and in order to have a storefront, you need to be brand registered, right? Yes, that's Okay, correct. just double checking because obviously some people haven't got around to that yet. And it's yet another reason to get your trademark sorted and get your brand registry open. By the way, just in case you're listening and you relatively hopefully early stages but <laughs> some people don't get around to trademarking for an alarmingly long time if you don't have access to brand registry and thus you don't have access to storefront you don't have access to increasing suite of stuff you know the brand advertising etc then get it done folks because while your trademark is is pending in the US, which can take up to a year, you can actually get access to brand registry. So you need to just get on with it. It's a few hundred dollars, probably maybe a little bit more, depending on how complex it turns out for you. But I would say just get on with it. Just a small plea there, because it's yet another amazing set of tools that is only available for those with brand registry. So I just wanted to flag that up because amazingly, some people who've been selling on Amazon for a while don't do that, which kind of surprises me, but I guess it's a bit of money. Okay. It's just just easier. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly where does this traffic go to? So can we measure, where can we send traffic to? Is it, you'll mention the storefront a lot. Is it only the storefront that we can send it to in general? Can we send it to specific detail pages? Yeah, you can send it to specific detail pages. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you can just, you know, promote one single product and, and that works perfectly fine. So it, it doesn't matter just basically to any, just to simplify. So any page which is being owned by you on Amazon is okay as the same with a source so any source from where wherever you are sending the traffic is fine yeah so it can be email it can be paid ads it can be other other, other sources so basically sending and on top of that there is another thing which which i would really like to emphasize and i think it's 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 another novelty coming from amazon it's still only available for us customers us based so it's limited it's a bit more limited beta now it's it we call it brand referral bonus so it's uh, it's connected to to this Amazon attribution. So for the traffic which you are sending to your own storefront, you get ten percent commissions, referral fee. So it's kind of technically a discount. So basically, the traffic which is being owned by you and which is being sent by yourself to your own storefront on Amazon, you get ten percent kickback from Amazon. So it's kind of, it's average on 10%. It depends on category, blah, blah, but it's like eight to 12 or something, but average average is 10%. That's, that's a number which is important. So, you know, you, you are becoming your own affiliate on Amazon, <laughs> something like this. That's very interesting because, and again, that, that sort of relationship between people with their own products and the Amazon affiliate program has varied over the years. People who did it, you know, drove traffic to their own listings and got paid. And then Amazon said that's bad. And then everyone discussed whether it was in TOS and to what extent it was gray hat or black hat or whatever. And now Amazon has turned around and just absolutely flipped that on its head and said, not only is it uh, white hat and it's allowed, but we're actually going to reward you for it officially which is very interesting so i guess it comes down to amazon's relationship to how much they need outside traffic versus how threatening they feel it is to open their their, their system just to crack i mean they're the most controlling internet company in the, the planet aren't they but i mean even compared to apple although apple ios update is a classic example of how controlling apple is oh, yeah. right it's a very closed system yeah, yeah, but uh, in this case, in this case, they have they have uh, massive competition coming from from Shopify, from BigCommerce, and especially from Shopify. We just recently heard the news that by the by the traffic, by the visits, monthly visits, Shopify surpassed Amazon. So all all the Shopify stores combined surpassed the Amazon traffic. So 
definitely Amazon cannot continue the same path. Or maybe they can, I'm not sure. It's like uh, Apple versus Android example. So those, those two worlds do exist and Apple users are happy with being in super closed and super controlled ecosystem and they're not changing anything and they're not opening even a bit but uh yeah and then others are using android because we prefer more flexibility and then more openness of the ecosystem but yeah but i think that still it's it's a bit a different case and definitely amazon has this this pressure from from like e-commerce platforms as shopify as e-commerce as woocommerce and this pressure will will continue to grow so definitely it seems like amazon starts to respond to that which which is a great news for anyone who sells online that means that it's bringing us more options to 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 own our and to be in the full control uh, of our business and to choose like whatever we prefer selling on the online store selling on amazon selling on both maybe selling offline in combination to that and what you said earlier i guess one thing that we always think as e-commerce uh, owners is what i want but actually i guess what we all really want is to the point of what i often try and say at the top of the show now is like profit and eventually being able to sell your business for seven figures or eight figures or nine if it's you know maybe passing on to grandchildren either which way if you follow what your consumers want then you're probably more likely to make more money and some of your consumers to your very very excellent point some of your consumers will buy on your shopify store and you own the data when you own them and you're keeping the way from the mighty amazon but some people will never ever buy on your store but really like the look of your products and that is probably a huge number of people i would suggest that the people who trust amazon as a trusted platform the conversion rate speaks for themselves you can easily get a 40 percent conversion rate on amazon i've just got a, a client who's just put a product up he doesn't know much about uh, physical products except for his journey to getting this one up and that's doing a 37 percent conversion rate on his own shopify store i i don't know if anyone's ever heard of him and maybe it'd be 0.5 percent maybe it'd be one percent so for those people there's a load of money on our you know on mm -hmm. the table that we could just take if we follow what our consumers want and get over ourselves exactly. a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and the, the combination of two your own store and an amazon it could be a great option for you to go international mm. and just like my personal example i i was i was i was i was googling for lightning stuff and there is a company which actually has its own website and they have d2c sales and you can buy on their website but they are not delivering certain products and i'm european based they don't deliver certain products to Europe. We do it only US. So, okay, so that's kind of a limitation. So what can I do? But I found out that on like German Amazon, we have this product and it can be shipped to myself, which is great. I'm based in Lithuania, but still I, I, I can use a German website, etc. So this is again, another great example. Although instead of losing me as a customer, because they don't do uh, international deliver from their US main website which is owned by them but amazon is an option for, for them to still sell their products internationally yeah, and uh, yeah so that's a, that's a good example that you are not actually cannibalizing yourself and you're not ruining your business because you have this omnichannel approach in the in opposite you're expanding your total addressable market absolutely no this is totally makes sense and the thing is yeah particularly in that situation you've got a literally a, an ocean between the two continents there's definitely no cannibalization but i would also say it again it's a question of segmenting and knowing your customers isn't it because some people hate amazon and will never buy from amazon they're definitely all shopify or woocommerce customers some people love amazon and don't trust anyone else and or they love the convenience and they've got a prime account and i'm kind of one of those people that i don't trust amazon as a a business as a third-party seller i'm extremely skeptical that doesn't mean i think they're evil i think they're just 
uh, like a shark. They're just doing what they need to do to, to survive in, in their perception, right? But as a customer, I utterly trust them. And therefore, I would always tend to buy from Amazon. And there'll be people who are on the fence in between. And yeah, you might lose a few people to Amazon. But I think you've just got to look at the numbers overall that come out of it, right? If your profit's higher and you've got a great defensible brand, then I don't think I would be stressing about it. So this is really exciting news. I think it's it's very, very interesting. And to the point of your comparison, like Apple versus Android, I guess the thing about Apple is that they, they have a fairly closed system because they think you can get Apple approved apps on their app store. They're not actually created by Apple. I guess they're kind of crowdsourcing that, but they have a bit of control a bit like Amazon does. And um, it kind of makes sense to have a closed system, whereas a closed system, when it literally involves global e-commerce, is probably impossible to get truly, isn't it? A truly closed system, because like it's it's kind of too big, too enclosed. So I guess maybe Amazon is having to roll with the size of the problem, you know, of, of e-commerce, if you like, is bigger than even the mighty Amazon. And I guess that they, they can't, you know, get around the fact that they need to have sort of crowdsource the, the, the finding and capitalization of the products, which I guess is why the third party marketplace came into existence, right? If they really wanted control, they'd just have kept the first party marketplace. But turns out the third party marketplace has made them a lot more money than they were making selling. So I guess this, it'll be exactly. interesting to see how far they go with openness versus control and there's always something to be wary of with Amazon, I think. They're always incredibly strategic, but it's certainly in itself, it looks like an exciting opportunity. Any other thoughts about how we can sort of use this best as, as e-commerce sellers? So, Michael, I just can you know, follow up to what you just said. So basically to, 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 all, to all the merchants, to everyone who's selling either on Amazon or on their own store or both, as we see like one third of all the sellers are actually having both channels, utilizing those two channels. So just, yeah, so listen to your customers and follow their needs. So that's probably the best advice which you just gave and just I can follow up with that. So that's that's, that's for sure. And definitely uh, those two platforms are extremely important for, for you and like, you know, utilize the benefits of, of what, what they're offering. And it's it's really great to see that Amazon, at least a little bit, is opening <laughs> as we, we, where we started. I think it's kind of, I hope that it's the beginning of a fundamental uh, shift in their mindset that they will be a bit more open ecosystem. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We'll, we'll just have to see. I, I'm not quite convinced that their their DNA is going to allow them to be super open. But I mean, even this small opening is actually, I think, really very, very, very significant because attribution, which is really what we've been talking about across this and the last podcast episode, is such a huge thing, isn't it? If you if you know if you pull lever A, then it has result X. Then that's so powerful to to know where to spend your budget and your focus and and what to do again and what to stop doing. And I think that if Amazon's giving us the the data to be able to do that in a very controlled way, this is very very powerful stuff. Ironically, I think for a lot of Amazon sellers, it's going to give them the freedom to create off Amazon assets, as an email list, which I think is actually a really bigger asset for some people than a website. To be quite honest those are going to be much more of a, a rational, measurable investment rather than doing it based on hope. I think sometimes, isn't it? You've got to take best practice and then you've got to spend a lot of money driving traffic in order to get email signups. And sometimes that feels very, very scary because you think, how can I possibly justify this? I think now we can get those statistics to justify. So I think it's a real step change. Talking of sending and, and creating email lists, everything, obviously Omnisend, you guys are the experts in the omnichannel marketing side. So tell us a little bit more about what, what you do at Omnisend for people. 
Yeah. So Omnisend is a marketing automation platform. So we'll help anyone who sells online to retain their customers and to communicate with their existing customer base. And basically by doing few great things. First one, due to deep integration with your online store, we uh, track the data of your customer behavior. So it's both uh, transactional data and uh, website visiting data. And based on that, you can you can do segmenting and you can run powerful automations powerful though extremely simple to use and simple to start benefiting from that and you can do all of that using different channels email text messages sms's and uh, web push notifications and synchronization to your facebook and google accounts in order to run lookalike audiences or retargeting campaigns so it's all tailored for e-commerce from the very beginner from the very starting to quite a large business including like lego or samsung or unilever who are using omniscient Amazing. Well, if Lego's using Omnisend, I mean, they're kind of like a the godlike consumer brand, then we should certainly listen. And I, yeah, I, I think, that, as we said before, and I'm going to say it again, I think it, whichever system people choose to use, having a really integrated system is the key, because otherwise you're going to drive yourself mad quite swiftly trying to coordinate email, SMS, the guy running your Facebook ads, maybe an external agency if you're really unlucky. And, and suddenly it's kind of chaos and you're sweating to, to understand how A affects B. And <clears throat> I think integration is just, just huge. And in all thoughts of business, really my obsession these days with any form of, what's the word, business model in that I'm trying to get across from my mind to the, the sort of mental model of how a business works is a system of systems. And I think for me, they're going to be integrated systems. So I, I love the fact that Omnisend integrates with the store integrates these different channels including facebook and google accounts i think that's very very powerful so it's definitely something i'd advise anyone to take seriously if you're serious about uh, growing a business on whether it's omni channel or even just just on amazon but actually omni marketing channel and uh, we've got a link to a very very interesting article here at amazingfba.com forward slash omnisend all about how to integrate the sort of tracking of email campaign conversions on the amazon store so tying in with everything we've been talking about today I find this really exciting. I'm obviously become a complete nut and nerd during doing this podcast and selling on Amazon, but I think uh, it really feels like a big change to me. I mean, is that right? Is it just a small thing or is, it, is this potentially bigger than, than that? We'll see. We'll see. So I hope it's a kind of like a significant change. And as I said, I hope that this is just the beginning and it's really depend on us. I mean, merchants, marketers, how we're going to utilize this. And if we're going to show for Amazon that it's, it's worth investing and taking this direction and this path, if we are actively using those opportunities, which were just been opened by Amazon. So, so definitely that's going to be a proof of them coming from, from their customers, from online merchants that they have to make uh, those moves more because they like accepted and, and, and gladly accepted by, by, by their customers, by their merchants. So that's, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah. I guess that they're going to respond to the needs of their customer. And it's funny that you're um, saying which kind of sounds obviously true and yet we don't experience as true, which is that Amazon's customers are the third-party sellers. I mean, they don't tend to treat us like valued customers, in, <laughs> do they mostly? But I guess that, that we're part of their ecosystem, put it this way. And if it makes them more money or it gives them better market share uh, relative to Shopify, Walmart, the, the obvious rivals that are snapping at their heels, then 
I guess they're going to be happy and they're going to continue to do that. So you're right. If we support this thing, then they're more likely to keep going with it. And yeah, I think either which way it's it's definitely for any individual e-commerce seller right now, a really powerful opportunity. So fascinating stuff. Rita is really educational to talk to you about this. I had no idea, but this was going on. I certainly going to be exploring this very vigorously. I think for a lot of my Amazon selling friends and our clients in the seven, the um, seven figure sellers in 10K Collective Mastermind, they're going to be very, very interested in this. So it's going to be interesting to see how people implement this over the, the coming months. But for now, it just remains for me to say really exciting stuff. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with the listeners. So happy to share as always. Thanks for inviting Michael. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.